Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 74th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he is the co-host of Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit Podcast. He is also a member of the rap group, Three Kings. We listened to their song, Second Rain, on the pre-funk tonight, and that shit is jamming. His oh. name is Torpedo Jones, a.k.a. Big P, a.k.a. Paul Faulkner, a.k.a. my homie in Spokane. What is good, man? <laughs> What's going on, man? Appreciate you having me, dog. Yeah, dude. Thanks thanks for coming on the show, bro. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Everything is good, bro. Aside from all this smoke in the air, you know, but yeah, we're making it through, bro. Yeah, yeah. Staying in the house, man. Smoking weed. I feel like smoking weed kind of actually prepared me for this a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, my lung, yeah, my lungs like, it's a different flavor. I don't like it, but we're okay. Oh, <laughs> it's it's toxic, though, man. Like, there's there's like hella particles in that smoke that's just not yeah. good for you, man. Yeah, I was down in uh on my resident lapway Friday and Saturday recording my homies in the band, and it just continuously kept getting worse and worse i was like damn it's fucking real smoky down here yeah oh yeah yeah um but yeah dude i uh i I forgot to even ask you what what uh before we went live i was like man can we talk about weed for the first half and then and then podcast music for the second half man right yeah so uh which which store do you work at man so i work out at uh sativa sisters oh okay they have they have one in clarkston too they They have one of those in clarkston yeah, yeah. Man, I, I've been down there before. Not really. That was kind of before I even worked there um, for the company. I was working at another company, uh, making deliveries down there, and I had been to the shop and checked it out. Cool. Other, there's a couple shops down there that I stopped by down in, I guess, southeastern Washington. Yeah, I had to grab my cousin a cartridge on Saturday. Man, we had his uh, his baby with us, and we went to town to go grab groceries. So he's like, "I'm right, just running there for me." I was like, "Yeah, I got you." It was a uh, green greenfield or something was the one I think I don't know something like that. Yeah, man. Well, they carry a lot of different products. They don't carry all the same products. They carry some a lot of the same, but not all. Yeah. You'll so find like that with a lot of stores in the state, you know, you'll find the same products at a lot of different shops. You know, but then you'll find different products. You know, yeah. Like, some 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 people have exclusivity or something to that farm. They'll you do know what I mean? Like what they call territory protecting. You know. Where, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm saying too much. Yeah, but... talk. To, well, no, hell no. Tell me about it, bro. Because I, most of my experience is in Oregon. When 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 it went wreck in Washington, I helped my aunt, uh, like finish. We took it down, trimmed it, and bagged everything up for retail. Right. When right. he went wreck, and and then I moved to Oregon because shops were opening, and I didn't have to drive three hours to go work. So right. It was like yeah. So yeah, man. Tell me about it, man. Territory protecting. Yeah, I think it's a little different down there, but yeah. So what they'll do is like the the producer or whoever's selling the selling the products will like sell to one shop and then tell them, okay, I won't like drop samples or sell to your competitor down the street or across the street or whatever, you know. And this goes on a lot because in a lot of towns, because of zoning, all the shops are packed in little tight little areas. Yeah. Same little part of town. East Sprague, you know what I mean? Yeah, all, all the warehouse and industrial retail fucking zoning and shit. It's all in the same place. 100%, man. And I've heard it's real bad down in like places like Tacoma or like uh, uh, what, north of Seattle. There's these little towns up there that do it real bad. But it's bad out here, too, I think, man. But it's, uh, I think as far as in folk community, there's so much love and everybody's known each other for so long that there's not a lot of hating going on as far as being mad if another shop carries a, a product that you carry too, you know, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause there's uh, I've been out here since March, dude. And my lady does dab. So, you know, if I go to the store with her, I'll just see what they got. And I don't know, dude, my complaint for this day is just that everybody's, I don't know if they're afraid to, or, it's just like there's not as many diverse genetics as there was in Oregon. Like, like guys were trying to crack seeds and find something new and something different all the time. And um, I did that interview. I did the interview with uh, Bulldog Weed on Thursday. They haven't called me back, but I told that guy in the interview, I was like, bro, I'm a, I was a fan of your guys' work before I knew this is where the interview was happening. And, oh, yeah. 
and I told him it's it's because they run different genetics. Like I saw some Mendo breath, uh, some Tangi, um, and they also had the, the Dungeons Vault genetics. They they did this strain there out of Tacoma. They had this strain called Grandpa's Breath, and Bulldog Weed ran it. I grabbed it at Smoke Can, so I was just like, wow. bro, I'm I'm a fan of that guy's work. We had him on the podcast last summer, so I just told him like, dude, it's dope that you're you're running different genetics and doing some that's not an OG Kush or a cookies something, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's diversity. And I, and I like when guys are doing that and I'm not trying to be a hater Spokane or Washington. I'm still looking, you know, but that's what was cool when I came to the podcast, Paul, cause I was like, okay, cool, man. This is the other co-host. All right. And then the weed you had was fucking fire, dude. And I was like, damn man, who did this? And then you knew the guy. He's like a medical grower, you know what I mean? I don't want to say his name if it's not cool to, you know, but I want him on the show too. And I've been a fan of his work on IG forever. So it just, uh, it felt good meeting someone who's in the community who, you know, is, you know, works in rec, but still there's shit you can't get at the store, Paul. And you had some of that shit. So I was just like, fuck, all right, bro. Like, thanks, man. Like, thanks <laughs> right. for smoking that with me like it was fire man like, for sure man you need absolutely but you're right man it's like there's shit that you can't get but you know there is some there's really good like top of the line weed that you can get but like it just 50 dollars, 55 and eighth you mean and they're yeah. only selling eighths bro so if you want an ounce it's you know 350 plus so yeah i mean it's it's crazy bro prices and there's it seems to be a drought right now nobody has eaten everybody who does is selling it quick yeah it is dude and i yeah and i uh sometimes i'll splurge that 50 just to you know i'm like that looks different you know and you can never smell it and you know it's through the little window on the bag or the jar and it's like i just am never impressed i'm never impressed when i spend that dollar you know what i mean i'm like man I'm, I'm gonna stay at that $25 eighth range and just rock with whatever's on the menu. You know what I mean? Cause when I spend that, I, I just feel like it's not worth it. I'm, I'm a gardener too. And I'm just like, I understand it has to go through many hands to get to this shelf. Right. But it, that, and that's what I told the guys at Bulldog Weed too. I was like, man, you guys sell your eights for like 25 bucks and it's primo ends, man. You know what I mean? Exotic genetics and, that's what he kind of said in the interview. He's like, yeah, bro, a lot of a lot of places want that top dollar, but sometimes it sits for longer than they want it to. You know what I mean? So oh, that's I was true like, too. yeah, that's, that's true, too. You see a lot of like high end weed sitting on the shelves because nobody's trying to pay forty eight, fifty five dollars an eighth, you know? And yeah. Unless yeah, yeah that's that's. Yeah, that's too much. Every now and then, maybe you know, if if I find it, I'll talk about it on the show. You know what I mean? Right, right. But uh, I remember being at TJ's and he was talking about how Ganj makes him tired. And when I was in Portland, there was this strain from this farm. They were called Proof Cultivar. But the strain was called Smarties. And it was Blue City Diesel crossed with Forum Cut Girl Scout cookies. Right. And, and dude... The pheno that they had was just so, because I'm not a sativa dude, but when I'd smoke a blunt of that before work, bro, I'd be so fucking lit and so alert and so tuned in to whatever the customer was saying to me. And I just felt like I was, it was a good sativa for utility. You know what I mean? And Absolutely, I wish bro. I could get, I wish I could get that and give that to TJ as like, Hey man, this will, this will work for you. you know? Right. Or like but, a uh, good tangy or something like that, you know? But, yeah. Citrus. You know what I mean? I think, I think he just had the, the wrong experiences without understanding. You know what I mean? For sure. Cause you and I try not, I try not to be, I try not to be super peer pressure, but you've worked in the industry too. So it's like, ah, oh, man, you just, something will work, man. Right. You know? Right. Like you said, citrus, you know, you get some skunk or some gas, that shit will fuck you up, bro. It's like, and I, I think, yeah. you know, that's kind of becoming my theory is that it's to be like those skunky ass or super loud gassy strains to just like the strongest, you know? Yeah, it's the terpenes, to, man. 100%. Because there's some SFV that tests at 14%, bro, that will fucking smash your face right, in, right, you know right. what I mean? And it's the, it's the terpene profile, not the THC content, you know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. There was some yeah. purple Jolly Rancher, bro. Uh, he used to come around. That's fucking sick. Damn, what farm, what farm did that? Well, Bangs did it back in the day, and they were, they were killing it. I don't know if you heard of them, but they aren't around anymore. 
B-H-A-N-G-S? No, that was the one. I think they were in like Colorado. B-A-N-G apostrophe. Uh, and yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys who went wreck at first, like when when that price dropped, a lot of guys sold their share or just sold their company outright. Like my uncle, I worked for in Seattle. He was three way partner in his wreck license, and I think he pulled down twenty sixteen. Yeah. After after two years, I think he would just sold his his third to the other two guys, and he's like, man, it's not worth it anymore, man. Nah, yeah, man, and it's hard, bro. I think it's so difficult for anybody to stay afloat. You know, you gotta, I don't know, they're cutting a lot of corners, you know, or doing something, man. I don't, it's, it's definitely difficult for sure on the growers, man. They don't have, they don't have Yeah. Have you ever been to that Kush 21 place? Yeah, a couple times. They have a lot of different uh, locations. I've been to a couple of them. The, the, it's, I think it's on, like, Trent or Market or something. It's, okay. I it's, haven't. It's like, it used to be called Weed Mall. But now it's a Kush Twenty One or something. North Market Street, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, that place. I was there. I was there when it was something else way back. Okay, so I went there one time, and they had this farm called Green Zombie. Okay. And this, and I looked them up. I couldn't find them. Their, their IG that they hadn't posted in a couple years, but it's hydro, right? But it's fucking super fire strains. And it's like machine trimmed, like the guy just ran it through the machine one time, so it's still kind of larfy and leafy. Yeah. But the eights are only fifth the eights are only fifteen bucks. What? And you know what I mean? And that and the halves are only sixty. And there's just a little bit of duff when you when you brush everything off, you know what I mean? And it's still pretty fire hydro. And I just I wanted to get that guy on the show too, because you're talking about cutting corners, and I'm like, this guy is definitely doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, For sure. Man. But but I'm not totally pissed off at the end result because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's still for the price. I'm like, no, nah, this Super Lemon Haze is fucking cracking, man. You know, like, yeah. this shit is legit right here. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't seen that guy on the shelf since. I don't know if maybe the COVID fucking got a couple of his employees or something. But I, I just, his name was Green Zombie. And maybe it's a girl, but it would just, and that's the other thing too, Paul. It was, it was just plain Ziploc baggies with a sticker on it, bro. Oh my God. That's how they were selling it on the, you know what I mean? I was like, holy fuck, this guy's doing a cheap as shit. But that's all of that crazy. stuff went, I, I came there like a month later and all of it was gone except for like the kosher kush and the, the fucking something, something shark, something shark was the strain. Blue shark Great or something white like shark that. maybe or something. Great white shark. Though. Yeah. No, it was something blue or something something different shark. Okay. It was like it had a little like four percent C B D and then like eleven percent THC. Which I was like, Man, that's cool. You ran this in hydro, bro. You're selling it for this. Like that's cool, man. Cause you usually guys would try and say, Oh, it's got just C B D, it's boutique, we're selling it for more, you know. I'm like, Man, you lucked up on that pheno, bro. Like just just fuck it. It's just regular weed, sell it like regular weed. Right. Yeah, but I, I don't know if you ever heard of that farm, but that was my story as far as value. I'm like, yeah, I would normally I'd be like, fuck, this dude's doing it cheap as shit, but the the cost, the savings extend to you, you know what I mean? Right, no, true, and if it's like that, then that's the way to do it for sure, but it's, yeah, it's it's crazy because there's so many farms that were around that aren't around, and they're not doing the same shit anymore, They've, the license has been sold so many times and stuff, so... People come around looking for like some shit they found two years ago, and I'm like, yeah, that more than likely is not even available anymore. Sorry. No, those guys, those guys folded, and and that's that's one thing I I noticed too in this state, Paul is uh not as many people are cultivating as they are in Oregon. Because in Oregon, you can have four plants no matter what if you're 21 and over, <clears throat> and that's I I wish more people were here because those people, if I was working in retail and they came at and, I would tell them, look, dude, you can order these seeds online, crack them in a paper towel, you know, just sex them and, and pick the one that you want. You know what I mean? That that was always something appealing to me in Oregon. If the store had seeds of the strain that they had on the shelf, oh. it was like, you guys are awesome. You know what I mean? Like, this is dope. This is really encouraging for shit that I believe in. And I just, uh, I, I want more folks in, in this state to be able to do that, you know? 
bro, have you, like, what's, where are the shop in Oregon that's close, man? Is there, like, a close road trip that I can um, take down there, like, to, like, Pendleton or something like that? Or even yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. There's, uh, man, we had a girl on the show. Her name was Lorraine. Uh, it was our, our first, yeah, last summer. I can't remember the name of the store she worked at, man. Her, her interview wasn't the greatest. Her, her internet connection wasn't too strong. Right. And and it, it just yeah so it, it we struggled at times when we first started with with everything but we're we're a little bit better now but it is down there in Pendleton they got a uh, a lot of stuff bro and it's only three hours just you know bust bust that left down three ninety five at Ritzville or whatever and right I'm it's it's right there down that way you know what I mean just check it out and see and and if you uh if you do have a homie with a card or you get a card there's um. There's shops in the gorge, like around the Dalles and Hood River that have clones, but they don't just have like regular babies. They have like teens in, in fucking two gallon pots, three gallon pots that are pretty nice. So That's... it's it's dope to that, that guys are selling shit like that. You know what I mean? Because we would always have clones on the shelf at, at the store that I worked at called Natural Wonders. And sometimes folks, you could tell they're green or they're brand new and they're looking at them. I'm like, what's up, man? You can grab one of those or not? And they're just like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know what I mean? Throw it in the backyard. It'll be all right. Make sure it has water and sunlight, man. 100%, bro. Like, I wish that we would be able to do that. I would love if we were able to just grab a couple of Just let people do it, man. And then, you know, another thing that, that upsets me about the way that we have it here is is the way that it's all prepackaged, you know? like Yeah, you can't smell it. You can't smell it, but it's the waste, bro. Like, imagine how much yeah. waste that we're creating with all the Mylar bags and the packaging, you know, the jars and the joint tubes. Like, Dude. make it so, you know, I would love if the farms could just ship us a pound, you know, and we could, Yes. I mean, weigh it out. People just bring in yeah. their own jars or whatever and just fill those up. And I, feel I like, agree. And, you know, farms, the whole could just, farms could just print a sticker. A sticker with every with every batch you know we'll give the sticker out yeah. with it, you know rather than just i agree package. it's it's, it's i agree man like the disregard for the environment that they have with the shit like it, it makes yeah dude bit, it, it is my my fuck my garbage can is probably 85 percent containers mm-hmm. or mylar bags and then a couple paper towels and you know what i mean yeah. A couple candy wrappers or backwood wrappers, and that's it, dude. It is. It's a shit ton of waste. Right. So, and, yeah. I mean, and just not thinking of a better way to do that. I don't know exactly how it is in Oregon, you know, but I assume, you know. No, nah, it's, uh, they send no, they, they, they still allow it. Like, you can't smell it anymore, but you, you can grab it by the pack. And then at Natural Wonders, we'd weigh out 10 at a time. So, like, whatever we had on the show, we'd have 10 grams of it ready to go, 10 eighths. And then that was it. If you wanted something more than that, then we'd weigh it out of the bag, you know what I mean? Or out of the jar and put it in a bigger container. So I I loved, I loved that, but we still couldn't, we used to have sample jars and then they got rid of that. So it's like you, you would, you could sit there and you couldn't hand it to the customer, but you could pop open the container and be like, you know, so it's still, which kind of, it's not that cool, but it's cooler than not being able to catch a whiff, bro. Cause that's, that's why I, I go off of almost every single time. I'm like, if that shit smells like it's legit to me, looks are not that important, man. It's fired up, you know? Yeah. Like, ooh, damn. It's, it's interesting. Sometimes back in the day, you'd get some shit that didn't always look the best, you know, but you pop that bitch open, crack that bitch in a blunt or something, you know, or put it in the bar and pipe and, and get fucking lit. You're like, damn. I got fooled, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, man, for real. Because, uh, yeah, dude, I uh, I read something that said, like, all of your other senses have to route through another part of your brain before it goes to the, to the memory part of your brain, right? Like your touch, your taste, your eyes, your hearing. But your your nose bypasses that, that pre part and just goes straight to the memory part. You know oh, what I mean? Really? Yeah, so it's like it's a direct recording from your nose without going through any preamps or processors, and I feel like that's that's why, dude. You know what I mean? Because there's, I remember like the smell of my grandma's house, like both of my grandmas when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And just the smell of certain weeds. It's like when you catch a whiff of that jar again, it's like, holy fuck, what is that, man? Let me grab some of that. You know? Yeah, bro, that is crazy, man. Like how 
Yeah, scent. <laughs> they talk about just like the attraction, you know, attraction to people. Yeah, you know, the scent. pheromones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if you like, do we we might go to a strip club, you and I, right? And we're sitting at the rack, and we both think this looks girl. This girl looks good, right? And I'm like, man, she smells funny. And you 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 might be like, fuck, she smells bomb. You know what I mean? Like, totally based on your personal chemistry. You know, that's like so in, in the pheromones. And it's weird that we, we, you know, we go through a lot to like hide that shit and cover it up, you know. Yeah. It's so crazy what we've what we've done as a as a society. Man. Yeah, man. And I, I noticed that too. Driving Lyft in the city, so certain people from Europe, bro, and they get in your car. It's like, whoa, <laughs> this is this is Phoenix. You guys just went on a hike, and now you're going to dinner. You know what I mean? I was oh, like, okay. dude, everybody sitting next to you is gonna feel like I'm feeling right now with you in my car, and it's. It's weird, you know what I mean? I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah. If sure. I feel like, I feel like hygiene is important, but in, in other cultures, it's not as important. You know what I mean? Right. Rub a little dirt on it. Good. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can can you talk about uh your your weed resume a little bit, dude? Like, how did you, like, like I. I mean, I don't want like your first time smoking weed, but as far as industry, you know, like it went wreck in 2014. Like, how did you, how did you get into working in cannabis and stuff? Man? Yeah, man. So, uh, just had a, like a, you know, a good friend who got in and, uh, you know, brought me in. That's pretty much how it goes, I guess. You know, this was like in what, 2016 or something when they opened shops in 2015. So yeah, man, probably 2016 got in, just worked my way up, you know, cause the knowledge was there, you know, I've been around Bud for, for so long and just been interested in it, you know, and always. Yeah, had, and you got, you got homies who grow too, huh? Homies who grow, you know. Had, you so know. you've trimmed weed and I, I feel like a little bit of production experience goes a long way with knowledge, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And just like, you know, learning a little something about some like strains, you know, and, uh, but yeah, homies who grew, homies who sold hell but and so you're always around weed you definitely look at different you know like bud structures and stuff like that yeah man so so like uh did you you worked at sales like for a production company and in retail can you talk about the different places where you worked and what the oh, jobs yeah. were like because because i uh i mean i'm i'm not trying to sell this job to kids but i want them to know that yo it's yeah it's cool to be around weed but it's work and you got to know your shit and there's there's goals and spreadsheet fucking markers to be met you know what i mean so can you talk about your different jobs and the capacities and what you've done well it's crazy because i didn't really have an avenue you know i worked a few different jobs you know and uh but yeah when i got in the weed game uh yeah man put it just put in a lot of work as far as like learning like they sent us to uh the cinder when i started a cinder they actually sent us to like oh uh, you worked at that store weed college bro what's up yeah, was it was it thcu thcu know if that's what it was was it online online from colorado nah, kings bro. of canada made us do that shit too we went to and seattle. i was like we went to like some college in seattle and did it oh that's dope how long did you go for man it was just like a weekend or something like three days but we took like 20 hours or something like that in class and we talked to like some lawyers and some uh you know doctors and, you know they they were teaching this course basically it was it was pretty dope man but um that's cool how long did you work there for man i, I grabbed some nugs there one time with my lady man damn near three what years. was that like sharon shout out to sharon at cinder man oh, she, yeah, she for sure. rec recommended nice yeah yeah man i, I started valley and i worked at a shop you know, and started when that opened when that shop opened up and that was that was a dope experience. purchasing there, you know what I mean? Being a buyer and then, you know. Oh, you got to do intake? Yeah, bro. It was oh, man. That, man. I love that job too, Paul. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was, it was samples dope, up man. the ass and, and whatever you think is tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It was cool. I mean, there was restrictions, you know, because we were, you know, three, three stores. So there was definitely limits on what I could, you know, purchase. But it was... It was a good experience, man. I'll say that it was fun, and I learned a Especially lot. Especially when when you when you get to pick, bro. Like we got this much money, and it's like, nah, this shit is. This guy wants two hundred more bucks, but this shit's gonna go a week faster than everybody else's, you know. 
Is it like, man, sometimes your boss is like, are you fucking sure? I'm like, yes, yes, man, yes. Well, so I kind of, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really have a budget. So I just, man, that was probably a bad thing, man. I just kind of went crazy sometimes. Hell yeah, dude. That's dope. <laughs> so what, what was the next job after that? So then I took a job, uh, like mostly I was, I don't know, I was doing like sales and delivery, mostly, mostly just making drops at a, for from the soil i don't know if you've heard of them they're pretty i have good size grow out of like the olympia area but um dude i swear to god i feel like that guy fucking had a table at, at the market where my uncle had a table at when it was medical in seattle yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, the young, I, the younger kids yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i know one of those guys man because yeah, everybody was everybody was in that market had two locations and there's like 40 vendors in each one and like half of them did go wreck you know what i mean and right 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 m- most all of them were growing the shit they had on the shelf so it was it was cool man like that was a really good learning experience for me too just because there were so many different fucking guys with so much different shit and Everybody was, there was only like two assholes, you know, out of 40 tables so that everybody else is pretty cool and down to talk about whatever. So, right, right. I just, that's rough. I enjoy that shit a lot, man. So uh, from, from the soil, my bad for interrupting from the soil, like you were, you were working for them. How long did you work for them for? Bro, it it only lasted a few, bro. It was, I didn't last long, man, because. My, well, my resume well, looks like that too. Sometimes companies fold or they sell, you know. Right. Yeah. A few different things. Like I was like spending a lot, a lot of hours in the car, and it just like my back, the way my back is set up, I couldn't. Yeah, you're a tall cat bro. too. Yeah, I feel, man. I feel you, bro. And so I, I was just thinking recently, I think I need to invent like uh, some like fucking some seat cover, know. seat cover. <laughs> no, just even a seat. A straight up seat that is, you know, to make you comfortable. You could, but, uh, yeah, man. So that, like, my back was hurting bad, you know, and I was, and then, uh, I went through some rough, uh, rough drives in the time for sure. That was, uh, that was sketchy, man. I don't envy anybody to go, I have to go over the pass every, every week, a couple times a week. Yeah. Uh, during the winter time, man. That shit is crazy. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, cause your boss ain't trying to hear that either. He's like, chain up. Just well, yeah, chain man. up. You'll be all right. Because I can drive, I can drive okay, man. But certain times I'm like, nah, this is a little bit too thick, man. I should just pull over Bro, and fucking like tell you up. My, my dad was a driver. His dad was a driver and his dad was a driver. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I trying to drive, break the curse, break the cycle, Paul. <laughs> I can drive my ass off. It's just uh, sometimes you just don't want to be in that. Shit. I agree. I agree. So what, what was the uh, what was the next gig after that, man? So then From the soil. Much, I came to Sativa Sisters, man, and uh, been doing retail again ever since. And uh, that's been uh, pretty dope. You know? It's like the past past couple of years or what? You've been at that spot? I've been there, you know, coming up. Well, it'll be coming up. You know, on two years, like in 2021, you know, I've been there over uh, okay. about a year and a half or so. But uh, that's dope. Yeah, man, it's been off the chain and just seeing the different ways that the shops would do it, even though, you know, I've, I'm so familiar with the business, you know, but just learning another perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah, shouts out yeah. to those guys for, you know, taking me in and you know, showing me a little, a little more. Yeah, man, because it does. It makes your game way tighter in retail, bro. You know what I mean? way tighter because most of those kids the the kids who are butt tenders will sit there and be like how the fuck do you know that and it's like i just do you know or you know like i i I read it or i heard a buddy telling me about it or (laughs) i i I saw the yeah or i saw the fuck up happen and how much it cost you know what i mean so i'm like jesus christ yeah yeah, I'm I'm thankful for those situations too, cause it, it is, man. Like when I crunched numbers in my head when I was working for my uncle, I was like, Jesus Christ, this has to be difficult to pull off. And if one guy fucks up on on feeding or something like that for even two days, it's it's gonna drastically affect the bottom line in the end, man. So imagine like a I was just like, damn. Foot, yeah, imagine a ten thousand square foot grow where you know, fuck up half half of it. Dude, yeah. It was terrible. And then they got, uh, 
I think they got jacked one time, dude. And what sucked was, because uh, it was a warehouse downtown. It was like under one of those off ramps from fucking I-5, bro. It was like, you could see it from the freeway. I was like, holy fuck, that's it right there. And so I, I guess everyone on the block kind of knew what was up. But the guy went to, he, he tried to cut a hole in the wall in the back or something. The alarm went off and, and the cop shows up. I guess the guy left or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the cop shows up, goes around with his fucking flashlight, doesn't see where the guy was trying to cut the hole. And then the cop leaves two minutes later and the guy fucking gets in, bro. You know what I mean? After the cop leaves. Oh, and wow. I don't, I don't know what the L was like, but I know it was like two rooms. He, he just took the tops and just fucking trash bagged them and fucking bailed. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So like police failed in that instance. You know what I mean? And, it just sucked because it, it's like having someone on site is important now. Like that's the lesson I learned from that too. Just like, fuck, if a guy was there, even just sleeping in a camper, he would have known what the fuck was up. You know what I mean? Like he would have stayed awake until the morning and seen it. Ah, oh, now nah, that fucker's back. Oh, nah, fuck that. Yeah. And, and I think they only got, and it's like, he didn't take his mask off until he came back the second time. And I guess they got one picture of him, but they never caught the guy. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like when he came back, he's like, all right, Five is gone. There's like one one photo of him side profile, you know, and I was like, damn. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, that's so it is, thing. dude, like it being able to learn from other from other homies' uh mistakes and mishaps, you know what I mean, is important, especially in this game, you know. Well it's it's bullshit like how much crime it still attracts, even though it's like a legal business now, you know. And like a lot of Dude, yeah. Deaths and robbers. There was that, yeah, that guy. It was that uh, Lucid or something. That guy got kidnapped on his break and killed. Man, that that old dude. He was like fifty some, just a, just an old regular old dude. You know what I mean? Working at a shop, happy to be. You know, like fuck yeah, sell weed for work. And and I think it was a dude from Yakima, bro. And he was trying to come and get some weed, and he didn't have his ID. And the guy turned him away at the door, and he was like, "Fuck you." And the guy would just went outside on his break to go smoke in his car and eat his sandwich or something. And that guy rolled up on him, his car, kidnapped him, took his car, killed him. I was like, that's fucked up, dude. You know what I mean? That guy's just doing his job. I don't understand why that had to happen at all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's super cold, man. Dude said, he said he was just having a bad day and that dude caught the wrath of it. I was like, oh. Yeah. God. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. That's a little, you know? Bust. Yeah. I, I didn't like that, man. And it, uh, or RIP to that cannabis worker. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was yeah. at Lucid, I think. Uh, I apologize for not being Cameron, I think is the name was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, RIP Cam, man. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But yeah, man. But yeah. And that's, yeah. I still try to encourage safety and, and, uh, and gun protection for anybody who's in the game, too. Because a lot of people are super hippie and don't believe in that. And I'm like, dude, it well, doesn't matter. That's Someone was still trying to take your life. I wouldn't you know? really mind, you know, a security guard at every shop. You know what I mean? Like they have in other in other states as well. You know, it's kind of loose yeah. how we have it going here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, that's how it was in AZ too. Every shop has a guy with a fucking K and a vest oh, standing yeah? at the front door. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Every single shop, Damn. there's a guy outside by the front door with a K and a vest on and his sunglasses maybe they're off-duty cops maybe they're not but i'm like nah he, he'll probably shoot you know what i mean if you, you, you smash and grab he'll probably shoot you in the leg at least like you know? military or something like that yeah yeah and they should bro i don't know why they don't employ some fucking ex-military money you know some veterans yeah down those guys need work man <laughs> right and, and, and work that work with their skill set too you know like Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, like shit. I know how to do this, man. Post note the door. It's good. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So we were talking about weed for thirty-eight minutes, Paul. Can we switch the conversation towards music and podcast now, man? Switch it, bro. I was, I was wondering, uh, I was wondering if I could take a little. Time oh yeah, you got to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah, man. I'll be yeah, right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of monologue while Big P gets his uh, his charger and whatnot together. I uh, met him when I was 
over at Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit Podcast at True Justice's house. Um, over there in North Spokane. Shout out to True Justice. Shout out to Anwan. Um, and I, I met Big P, and he wasn't there the first time I podcasted there. He was there the second time. And the guy had some really fire weed, and he was a super cool cat. Um, and then I figured out he worked in the, the cannabis industry also. So it's like, dude, come on the show. I want to hear you talk about it, man. Um, and then I think it was the next time I went over there. Uh, like, I, I bought True Justice's album when I moved out here in, like, March. And, and there's, you know, it's two discs, right? 40 songs. So, you know, you, you like what you like. And there's a couple skips, but not a lot of skips. And number 18 is called The Grind Part 2. That was one of my favorite songs. And so TJ was telling a story about one of his babies singing the songs of Key's verse. And it's like, chug up a deuce to the hustlers, chug up a deuce to the hoes. He's like, hey, you can't be saying that. But I was like, I looked at Big P because he was on my right. And I'm like, that's you? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I'm like, bro, that's that's one of my favorite songs on that album, man. Like, that shit's dope. <laughs> And then so then I, I figured out that you did all this other music. Like tonight I texted you like, hey, man, what's the project you and TJ did that I can listen to for the pre-funk? You know what I mean? And oh, you're like, and then and so you were like, dude, I, I went to the Three Kings uh, second reign and bro, that it came out in 2011, bro. And that shit's dope. Like I only got to like number eight, everybody on the fucking feed and everywhere else was like pop rocks and soda that was and ig tried to shut down my feed so i had to switch to a different song because there's a sample in there or something you know? but oh, i was just like man i was impressed so far i didn't get through the rest of the album but i'm sure the rest of it's dope too big p but it, it uh i thought it was dope man can you talk about that like was that your first project or like how did you get into music talk about well, that a little bit please so it's funny like second that was second rain so that was the second album by three and like i was telling you you know like i felt like a lot of that work at least by me it could have been done better you know what i mean i feel like we threw a lot of first takes in there that i didn't really get a chance perfect you know what i mean and it was uh yeah but you know how it is you know i do i won't consider myself my my, yeah Yeah, my my buddy trent my buddy trent told me songs are never finished they're settled for it you know what I mean? Or they're settled on. You know what I mean? It's never done. You know, you're like, so fuck true. it. Yeah. So true. It's, a, and, it's it, That's so true. You know, it's like, I'm sure it's like that with paintings or drawings or whatever, too, you know. But yeah, man. So uh started when I was super young, you know, 12 or 13. Just recording. Dope. Yeah, just rapping into like the cassette recorder or, uh, you know, in the computers back in those days, I think it was Windows 95. And yeah. some of them came with a little microphone. And, yeah. Uh, man, Cordell was... talked about that when he was on the show, man. It's like the little skinny mic with the teardrop <laughs> at the end. Yeah, bro. And, uh, and it had the, the, the mount that it slid into that you could put on the side of the computer. It was either sticky or it was Velcro and then you could turn it. It was like a circle circle type mount. Right, bro. <laughs> Yeah. We just started playing beats in the background and uh, rapping into sound recorder. If you remember sound recorder, yeah, you know, yeah, man. But just recording fucking wave files and shit back in the day. But uh, that was before you know anything. You know we were just fucking around, but just kept doing that. You know and dropped a few like you know whatever you know projects with with friends. You know Blaze, my homeboy Blaze. I've known him for for many years. You know since that, that's the one from Yakima. Uh, he lived the one yeah, from Tri Cities. Yep, yep, Yakima. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. He had like a radio type oh, show too, or not, something, right? Not the same Blaze one that uh, raps with uh, you know TJ and Mike and all that. Not that. Oh, uh, okay. One. There's another Blaze okay. one that I grew up with in Spokane, but he lived out in Yakima for a while. But uh, okay. Yeah, man. So it's a trip, bro. So the way that. The way so that you link you linked with him? With like, did he was he like a producer or something? No, we were just both rapping. This is back in high school, you know, and I'm so. So, like 2000s, early 2000s? 2001. Word. But the first, the first project I really like went to a lab and, you know, worked on, um, you know, was uh, up at Perfector's spot. I don't know if, uh, I think Cordell 
may have mentioned. I think. Yeah, I've heard of him. him. Well, he's been around. I've heard of him, but quite a while, you know, just as an engineer. But uh, you know, recorded a lot of a lot of work with him. Didn't really drop anything too, you know, large or anything like that. But linked up with the Three Kings, and it yeah started doing doing you know not big things, but you know we did more than I'd ever done before. So you know we yeah and and there's three guys. Three guys in the group, right? I, one guy didn't show his face on the cover. Like, it didn't seem like his name was in the thing either, like on any of the songs. Was that like the producer homie or something? Didn't show his face. Was that the one, you know, just with his hand covering his face? Yeah, it was the, the second rain. I was like, well, who's the other guy? And it doesn't say another guy's name consistently like you and the other rapper, dude. So I was oh, just, cool. can you talk? can you talk about how you linked up with those guys and how that group happened too? Well, it's weird because Shai's, he's the, he, you know, he can sing his ass off, man. I don't know. People talk about, you know, singers in Spokane, man. That guy, that guy has got a voice. But, uh, you know, we had been in a group before and, uh, you know, Robbie, the other, the other cat, we, you know, they were just old. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was his name was in there consistently and the other guy wasn't. Oh, Shy Easy? That's, yeah, man, that's uh, kind of unfortunate that his name wasn't listed, man, because, you know, he is dope, and I, I think he's a dope rapper, too, you know? he just and, and maybe it's to the right. I just need to move my cursor to slide the thing over to see the rest of it. Shy Easy, my bad, if I, you know, because I, I would just like, there's three guys in the group, but I only see two guys' names, you know? So, uh, right. Yeah, yeah my bad. I'm not. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, Big T, my bad. No, you're good, But, bro. uh. But that album, the the Second Rain one, to me, you know, because I was asking about, you did a project with TJ that wasn't as widely distributed. And so I was asking about that and you were like, nah, check this one out. And it's tight, bro. Like it's, it's like the EDM beats, all that. I'm like, dude, nah, this is legit. You know what I mean? And uh, It's definitely different. How, what, like, what was the, what was the goal with the album, dude? Like it, how, you linked with those guys and how did that happen? so we did we we created the first album we weren't even really fucking around like we were just we were just making some songs you know collaborating weren't really didn't really have a direction you know yeah and one you know one night we were just like bullshitting figured hey this shit's kind of dope why don't we do a group album you know put it together yeah i think the name came up when i was just like bullshit and asking when we were meeting one night you know in a text message and thing kind of stuck and Hell yeah went, went from there you know and you know at the time we were chelsea brown was a good friend and she was kind of involved in industry i guess you could say and uh so she like a promoter or something something like that yeah man and okay she had, her, she had a radio show and but she kind of you know, doing a little bit of work for us and got us like shows in more like, you know, out of town. We did a couple, you know, nothing major, but we did a, like a three shows in Montana, I think. Hell yeah. You know, and that was dope. That was the first time I had been out of town, you know, but yeah. So, so hella love out there. Hell yeah, they do, bro. The one show I did in Missoula opening for Yuckmouth, I was like, dude, this crowd is tight, you know? Yeah. It was a place called The Other Side. It was like there's two bars and that one was called the other side because they play hip hop and other shit at that one I guess you know but yeah and and then the other thing Big P is opening for big guys like bigger name rappers is fun to a certain extent but doing your own shows has always been the best to me because those especially when they show love because it's like ah. absolutely bro it's like it's crazy when you can and especially doing it like a smaller venue when it's it's more intimate you know and you can get closer to the people and you know yeah fuck man they don't even they just love you because you're dope you know that's the coolest thing man and you showed up you know right Right. like a lot like yeah a lot of a lot of other artists are too big or too cool or too famous to come through our region and it's just like when they do i I, if i'm a fan i want to show up and support fucking yell the lyrics i know you know what i mean 100 percent, man the small towns don't really get the love like that so i feel like when like smaller artists come out and do shows out there they show extra support i agree man i agree so uh what's what's the music looking like right now man like what are you working on lately well bro i i had pretty much you know stopped rapping you know until a close friend of mine started sending me some beats and uh you know i just 
started writing. I started writing, yeah. kept writing. I've done, I've written probably, you know, six to ten, maybe eight, eight to ten songs this year. And yeah. recorded, recorded about half of them, you know. I, I like it, Big P. I like it, man. Yeah, man. It's 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 moving along. Are you gonna you know? do? Are you are you gonna do a solo project, man? Because I, I see all these group attributes and and features and stuff, and it's. I'm not saying you're better than anybody else, but you do kind of stand out on the songs usually, man. You know, your voice is different, and the, the bars are dope. So, are you gonna do a solo project? Man, I think I ought to. You know what I mean? I ought to just fucking. I do think it, so you know? too. I put out. I put out a mixtape, you know, I put out mixtapes with DJ and, you know, albums with groups and whatnot, but yeah, I never, you know, I think the universe wouldn't be right without a solo joint from you and yours truly. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah. Big P, man. Big P solo project. I, I agree. Cause I, I didn't know, bro. I'm just like, it's, it's the weed guy at the podcast. And then it's like, no, you're on that song. And then it would just like listening to the pro. I'm like, no, this guy could write, bro. Like what the fuck? I dig the yeah, group man. shit too, but it's just like, man, get a Torpedo Jones album. Right? Yeah, man. Fuck. Torpedo Jones coming coming with it, you know. Roll joints the size of burritos. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Nah, I'm playing. Well, okay. But yeah, man, I figure, the... I figure I ought to do it. Yeah, you should. If if you need a hook from Katie Kane or a verse or I I'm always down to meet up with homies and listen to beats and talk about music, even if we're not recording for a podcast, bro. Like, I went, I went to TJ's last weekend, and it was fun. We just, we didn't record it. We just sat there and talked about music, played each other songs and beats, and it was fun just hanging out with the music homie for once, you know, and not having an agenda. Because usually I'm always like, we got to get this done and this done and this done. Like, right, right. It was fun to just hang out and chill, you know. So. I'm down for that, especially if you're on this side of town, Paul, you know? I haven't done that in a long time, man. Just, you know what I mean? Just fuck, kick some bars and shit. What do you think about this? You know what I mean? Let's, let's yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, you can stay a little bit past nine, right? You're not on a super schedule. Mitchell, we can hang like 10 minutes later or something, Mitchell? Is it nine? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, we got eight minutes. It's 8.52. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, can, we, can we talk about the podcast now, dude? Like... Yeah. How, how did that come about from from your point of view, man? Because I, you know, I'm I'm friends with On One and TJ, and I'm, you know, I'm friends with you now. But it just, uh, I God. fucking like the show, bro. I've been checking out more episodes. Like, uh, it, oh. it just, it's legit. How did you, how did you get scooped up on that, man? Like, thank you, man. But uh, shit, honestly, I feel like TJ was the one that hit me up, and he said, "Man, I I forget, I forget how it went." Honestly, like, I think On One had been bugging him about it. Or he had been all, yeah. like, on one about it. He's like, well, TJ said, well, we got to get Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was the one that introduced the two of them, you know. and you know, Cool, man. Kind of, kind of a different I didn't know thing. that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I've known TJ for so long. And I feel like I don't even know how it all went down, but... Fuck it. He he got through the recording. He got the setup, you know, and we should do it at his he place. Did. Man, we fucking Yeah. I feel like it's it's therapy, you know, for me and like getting together with the guys once a week talking about I, I fucking agree. That's how it feels to me when I hang out with you guys too. Like, oh man, all right, some other musicians. You know, <laughs> who are pissed at the world too, but still wanna fucking talk about shit that matters, you know. I'm just like like yeah. Man. feels good yeah and you know we're not even 20 episodes in yet so you know we're just getting yeah. started but it's it's been fun it's been a learning experience definitely yeah i, I was i was telling all my my band guys about the the interference issues with phones and stuff too on the table and everything just like i was like man it, it just i have to apply that to other places just because i saw it happen there and it, it helps dude like i learned so much just from hanging out with you guys in that setting too you know yeah man it's it's crazy bro like it's it's funny like you laugh but that stuff kind of pisses you off at the same time yeah <laughs> when you difficulties and stuff man you're like what is what is going on right now you know why why yeah and and honestly paul we have had some fucking shit shows bro where the, yeah really mitchell be like we uh, it was like episode two was our fucking worst one. Oh, 
and it was like i was the most fan with joshua steensland he does no till indoor fucking like i'm so fanboy over this guy on ig and fucking youtube and it was fucking up when i was interviewing him so it was like god and we didn't have we couldn't figure it out so he ended up just doing audio and no video and it was okay but dude i just felt like a dipshit paul like fuck me that's the worst too bro like uh, especially did you know before it was completed or did you find out after no we knew we we knew like while we were doing it you know what i mean it was like it kept fucking up so it's like well let's try this so it it just we had to adapt so that's that's like the that's the, the advice I try to give you guys too is like man it's a slow grind there's gonna be fuck ups but just keep doing more you know like For sure. it is that's why I, that's why I think I have homies who are doing the same thing not just music it's like ah oh, man I'm creating other content too hell yeah bro just, I feel like you know as many outlets as you can have you know to make yourself not go crazy yeah <laughs> fucking well it is work. dude it is we get to talk about shit that uh that matters to us with with folks who aren't gonna judge us you know you know and I, I i i like that a lot it's kind of weird broadcasting for the world to hear you know what i mean and now i'm just kind of scared that i'm gonna say the wrong thing and not that we have like a ton of listeners or anything but nah yeah we're not super huge we're not super huge paul we're, we're, we're getting there we're consistent man it's a slow grind bro 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah but still uh, yeah any any stranger some some girl that met you at the grocery store could Google you and hear you talk about all these things. Stalk yeah. the fuck out of you. <laughs> right? So, yeah, man, it's interesting, but it's dope. Yeah, man, I definitely am appreciative of the opportunity, you know, and I mean, to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, like, what about future guests, man? Are you going to try and get anybody uh, from your life as far as producers or, or weed people on the show to talk about anything? Well, shoot. I've I've had one coworker that you know Sammy Jefferson uh-huh. on and you know she I worked uh, worked with her at Cinder, she's dope as fuck. But uh, I don't know, man, what we got in the plans, bro. And I don't know, you know, my homeboy Javin, he's uh, you know, he's got a lot of good things to talk about. He's involved in a lot of uh, you know positive you know, positive things. But as as That's far cool. as you know, for sure's you know, or just people in mind, bro. I don't, I don't have any idea, man. I'm open to well, because I, I, well, I, I think it would be dope. I think you have a, a diverse set of homies and experiences too that you could draw guests from, dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely, um, man. Yeah. Cannabis wise, and then even extreme sport wise, dude. It's like I'm sure you've met people in that. So if you can score a guest who has a dope fucking highlight tape on fucking YouTube where he's cruising down the mountain or fucking jumping down a waterfall or some shit like that. I think those kind of guests would be dope on your show too, bro. You know, cause those yeah. guys smoke and those guys drink beers, you know what I mean? Cause they, they're crazy motherfuckers to do that shit. And even if they don't, man, you know what I mean? It's just cool to have conversations with people who, you know, who know something, you know, who, or who are about something, you know what I mean? I, I agree, man. I agree. Cause yeah, a lot of my guests on my show ha- don't, don't smoke weed, but it's, I've, I've met them at some point in my life and they helped me. So I, I'm like, man, you're doing cool shit now. Can I ask you questions about it on my podcast? You know, Right. It's just, I like it, dude. Cause I, I fucking hate humans, Paul. You know what I mean? But I, I dig talking to certain ones about shit that matters. You know, right. certain, certain humans I like, I'm like, nah, he's cool or she's cool. You know, like everything's all good, but in general, I'm just like, fuck. That's why it feels good to just focus on not a crowd, just another person and talk about what matters, you know? Yeah, man. Like, uh, what did uh, Tommy Lee and uh, Men in Black, he was talking about, he's like, the person is smart, but people are fucking crazy lunatics. Yeah. It's so Like, true. there's been aliens here, but we can't fucking show everyone or the world would go crazy. Right? You know? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, so uh, I got two more questions, man. One is from my show and one is from your guys' show, right? So I'm going right. to start with my show's question, right? Okay, and I, I always forget to ask this, but we're at an hour right now. So um, it's a two-sided question. First side is the good side. What do you feel has been your best move on the path to where you're at right now, Big D? Oh, man. 
Man. You know what I mean? And maybe it's not just one move. Maybe it's one certain behavior. Maybe it's like, you know, whatever, dude. Like, what, what's been your best move, you know? Best move? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's a real tough. That's a real tough question because there's there could be so many different like avenues to take that. You know, I feel like. Well, no, because you you make many decisions throughout your life in your path. There's two sides to this question. The other side's not the fun side. This is the fun side. You know what I mean? What what what, what was one thing you did that helped you get into music or get into cannabis or or, or achieve something that you, you were trying to do, bro? Man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, man. That's 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 really. I would have to think about that for a few minutes, bro. Okay, so you know we'll saying? flip the coin. We'll flip the coin and ask ask the, the the bad side first. We'll give you the bad one. What do you feel has been your biggest mistake or your your biggest fuck up? You know what I mean? Or your biggest failure, or something like that? Because it's fun to talk about the wins. It's dope that you you had an issue fucking being happy about something that you did so it's like man what are you pissed off about like what what sucked like fuck i fucked up because i didn't do this or because i i did this instead of that well it's, it's interesting and like you know i went like like i went to a university you know but i didn't quite finish it i'm glad i went but it i feel like finishing it would have helped me but that really that piece of paper didn't really make much of a difference in my as far as you know in my life you know i feel like i learned Fuck what I no to learn you know and god damn you know, right i roll me i roll weed on my piece of paper paul it does not earn me an extra dollar per hour man right so yeah man there was like but, a but, small reason why i didn't you know why i didn't do it but there was so many big reasons why you know i'm i'm glad i did but it, it it's helped me but you know the, the piece of paper hasn't really so that's an L, not getting a piece of paper. That's the biggest L. No, that's not the biggest L. I just feel like I don't know, bro. My my, the worst decision I've made, I feel like, is just the not going harder, especially at some shit at a young age. You know, and I mean, and not really attacking it like I should have. You know, also just I agree. Party of life, you know, not really looking at it as a, a full time job. No doubt. You know, no doubt. So, that was I would definitely that was definitely something that you learned from, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so I I can relate, bro. Like I, when I was a kid, it was just enough to get it done and print up a thousand CDs. I didn't ever think about marketing and promotions after the fact or how much that was gonna cost or why it was so important. And shit, I'm approaching forty now, Paul, and I'm I'm doing rock and roll music now. But that's something that I keep in mind with my band fellas. We're able to talk about these things, and I'm like, yo. I fucked up on this, this, and this, so we should not do the same thing as a band, as a collective, you know. Right. So right, right. that's, yeah, I can relate. But what, what about the what's, what's the best move though, bro? Like, what's, what's, what's the good? What's some good things that you've done that fucking brought you happiness? And man, it doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter to me, bro. It's like, what, what were you proud of? You know. I feel like just doing that, bro. I feel like I have just just done what's made me happy for pretty much the most the most part in my like career and my life you know what i mean my my adult life i've pretty much done done my thing you know what i mean and like haven't really you know strayed too much away from that you know and i mean i got my goals you know yeah i got my things that that make me happy but i haven't really you know fucked that up for anybody else you know what i mean or yeah tried to yeah you know do something that it's not really interesting and you know i haven't taken taken more money to do something that i'm not really you know interested in that's doing. dope integrity that's that's one thing you're proud of yeah man and, you know bro. And, yeah because I, like- I i feel the same way if there's some some motherfuckers you hate offered you a million dollars and you turn it down that's integrity man yeah man absolutely. Yeah. some things you just uh you know you gotta stick to your guns you know what i'm saying no doubt principles paul i agree man fuck the money right my my time my yeah my time on earth is more important to me than pieces of paper for trade man you know um yeah okay so my other i'm I'm, I'm gonna hit you with a couple top five questions man first one is uh top five weed strains okay oh for 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 big p big p's faves top five okay so uh lemon alien dog Love Word. The flavor. Word. It's so fucking fire. The high. Lemon alien dogs. In another dimension. You know what I mean? Something about that alien, Word. bro. If you want to get stupid. It, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was my next one? Dutch treat. Like just relieve okay. any kind of stress or tension. You know what I mean? And like nice me fluffy, a- fluffy nugs too. Man. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Beautiful. This yeah. is like piney. You know, I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, what okay, else? so that's two. That's two. All right, we'll go. God's gift. Uh, heavy. Okay. Thing, you know what I mean? Like floral, like sweet, kind of berry goodness. You know, just fucking purple. You know, if you get you know, yeah, some, some God gifts are more purple than others. Yeah. That shit. D- different, bad. like yeah. Some some sometimes they'll register a CBD like two to three percent too. You know, right. Depending on the female. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. But it's a yeah. classic West Coast, you know, Granddaddy Purple and OG Kush. And fucking... so, so that's three and four right there? Or that's four and five? So that's, that's GDP three. and OG? No, I didn't. Okay, say, okay, cool. No, no, no okay, God's gift. Cross of God's Okay, cool. So, so that's three strains there. What's uh, my last two? We'll go Middle Fork. Uh, have you had that? What, what's that? No, what the fuck? That sounds local, bro. Like indicative uh, of a river system nearby or something. Really? Well, it's uh, Dutch Treat and Blueberry and DJ Short's Blueberry. Oh, damn. And it's a Shout out to DJ Dominant, Short. Right? Sativa Dominant Yeah, that sounds hybrid. fire. It's really cool. What's it called fire. again? Uh, Middle Fork? Middle Fork. Yeah, man. Uh, you may have seen Dutchberry. Like, that's the same cross, but I don't know if it's different because it's DJ Short. Be a different, different. It could be a different phenotype, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Middle Fork is some fucking fire, though. Royal Tree Gardens grows a nice. But, you guys got that at your store? Uh, no, man. We don't, but we, you know, it would be dope if we got it, though. Yeah. Okay, so middle fork, that's 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 four, right? That's four, yeah. The fifth favorite strain, right? That's that's really hard, man. I'd probably have to give it to a cherry pie. You know? Dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're gonna. It's a uh, it's a staple in a bunch of strains that came after it that I love. You know that right. means something right. solid. And then when it's when it's by itself, because people bitch about it, oh, it doesn't trust that high. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter, bro. Grab that yeah, shit. Bro. And yeah, strains that are right there with it to me, like platinum cookies and Candyland cookies, like I would put right there with cherry pie. You know, is that fifth spot? Honorable man. You know, yeah, no doubt. Okay, good call. Okay, so what? One more uh, top five musical influences. Oh, Snoop Dogg for sure. Snoop. Uh, yeah, of course, Snoop. Um, it's crazy, but honestly, like uh, certified, like church. Uh, those guys were a huge influence, uh, being from around here. No doubt, man. They repped hard. I did a show for them at the Coeur d'Alene Casino in like 08, man. You know what I mean? I, I DJed and I did a set with craziness and those guys, but they were yeah, cool. Cool catch. Yeah. yeah. Love uh, love Certified Outfit. Um, says Snoop. Oh, man. Musical influences. So that's two. Snoop and Certified. Three more. Damn, bro, that's hard to say. Like, it doesn't have like, to be rap either, bro. As far as writing, I know that you have more. Di- you, you know, you could sing and do other things that you you haven't displayed yet fully. So it doesn't have to be a rapper. Well, it's weird because I do have influence from like you know writing aspect of like you know different musical artists, different genres. Yeah. Like I want to say, I always I was always interested in the lyrics of like you know like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin back in the day. You know. Okay. And, I love those both those two bands, you know, for some reason. But uh, so is that three and four? Is that three yeah, and man, four? We'll give, we'll give them three and four, bro, and then we'll go back. Pink, to Flo- Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin, and then one more for them. Yeah, man. Honestly, yeah, that's one of the hardest because I would say probably. Uh, are you familiar with Zero? I'm sure you are, but yeah, man, Houston. Bro. Yeah, hell yeah. The the song he did with Nipsey Hussle, bro. Like that's that gets uh, mad playing my Serato, man. Yeah, yeah. He's just like uh, go long, yeah. He just you know puts it all out there, bro, and that's like one of the coldest things, you know what I mean? So you know, I love it. No doubt, you kind of you kind of got like a little bit of Paul Wild twang too there, Big P. You know what Paul I mean? Wild Some of that dope, Houston, man. yeah, Houston influence for sure. You know, like absolutely, bro. I love I love Houston rap for some reason. Me too. Tennessee is uh, one of my favorites. the run. The run they had was good, but I was a fan before and after, too. You know, right, so. right, for sure. Yeah. All right, so we're at, like, one hour and 12 minutes, Big P. We got to wrap here soon. My guys, Mitch and Jess, got to get home. 
Um, yeah, is there any other I ideas or, or projects that you'd like to promote, man? And then also drop your social media before we do our outro dance. Oh, well, shit, bro. Like Instagram. Well, as far as, well, shit. Yeah, like what do you want to promote, man? You know, like what, what's some something you want, you know? There's something you believe in. It's like everybody should do this. Man, you know, like. It's like fucking. Wear clean socks. Oh, man. That's a and good then, one. Love one another. That's dope. Yeah. That's the best message I've heard, man. I feel like on, on the podcast about, so far. Think about like your role in the universe, I guess. Your significance in the universe, I guess. You know what I mean? And to me, that's important. I'll just say yeah. that. But um, yeah, man. Uh, you can find me at Peasy Peasy. Is uh my Twitter, my Instagram, or my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh. I don't even know what my Facebook link is at, but I'm sure you, you know, I'm tagged on there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Paul Faulkner, right? Faulkner, yep. Right? Yep. Okay, I'm on Paul Facebook. Yeah. Author, bro. You know, I'm out there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, come find me. Come buy some weed from me, you know. Try to be nice. Yeah. Don't ask about Yeah. Ah, uh, ask to <laughs> smell the jar, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and then also Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit Podcast. Listen I'm, to uh, us on Beer Bullshit. We're available on almost every streaming platform. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, and then, what's, uh, fuck, dude, I want to come over there for that Adesanya Paulo Costa fight, man. Like, last time I saw I was like, TJ, I want to do that one, man. He's like, yeah, man. So, I'm learning next time you talk to him, he's like, yeah, next time you talk to him, he's like, man, we should have Kane through for that one. <laughs> I, I want yeah, like, dude, I, I want to, man, I want to watch that with y'all fellas and talk some shit. He'll probably hear this. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, TJ, holla at your boy. Uh, <laughs> and that's another thing I wanted to pitch to TJ is if he's doing his little small family functions on Friday nights, I feel like we should get together um, and then each of us have an hour set to, to DJ. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But whatever songs you want, play, play, play the songs you want to play for everyone. And maybe it's only 20 people, 15 people. It doesn't matter to me. It just, I think it would be dope for everybody to, to get an hour of expression as far as playing music off for a small crowd of people. You know what that I mean? That would be dope. So, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, TJ, if you're listening, let's do that shit, man. You got the coolest spot ever to hang out at, man. I love yeah, chilling in his For group. real, for real. Yeah. yeah, it's a good spot to podcast. It is. Uh, but, yeah. And anything else you want to add, Paul? Uh, man, just fucking, you know, <laughs> just keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Keep pushing. Yeah. 2020 has been yeah. hard, but we're getting through. Life always goes No doubt. Down. No doubt. And, and and also, holler at the guy at Sativa Sisters, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's probably in there. Me, you got... I really appreciate it, man. Serious. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. No doubt, dude. Podcast and soon, so. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time. It means a lot to me because I, as soon as I met you, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you want to come on the show too? Like, so thanks. Thanks for saying yes. And, coordinating and scheduling yeah. the time man definitely definitely bro yeah man oh, thanks thanks a lot big p so with that ladies and gentlemen i am going to do my outro dance this has been the 74th episode of concerned dad's podcast i was your host katie mk and our guest tonight paul falkman paul falkner aka big p aka big p aka torpedo jones co-host of beers bongs and bullshit podcast please check him out online I've, I've been sipping a little bit of vodka i'm sorry for stuttering ladies and gentlemen but i'm i'm glad my homie came on the show um it's been a good interview please follow him online um peasy feasy um and paul faulkner on facebook and also check out beers bongs and bullshit podcast they're they're on a whole lot of streaming platforms most of them they're i think they're adding every day so um uh, I also, yeah, man, for real, it's getting out there, bro. I'm not doing it. I did coming on. It's a dope show. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I also give a. I, I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.